Chats with Bounce Financial. I'm your host, Ben Brett. And I am Cara Brett. And if you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is the podcast where we help professional families who are navigating all of life's big financial transitions. So if that sounds like you, be sure to subscribe and check us out on Instagram at Bounce Financial. Um, Before I sort of kick off this podcast, I just want to highlight that the information we provide is general in nature and it doesn't take into account your personal circumstances because we don't know them. (laughs) Um, It's always really important before you take action um, to understand how it will affect you and to seek advice. And if you are looking to get financial advice, uh, I encourage you to check us out at bouncefinancial.com.au. Cara, what are we talking about today? Okay. Episode seven, season three. Season three. We're talking about what happens when you run out of your superannuation. Yes. I I started this episode pretty chirpy, um, but this is actually a very heavy, (laughs) heavy and dark topic. So I think, uh, I think it's really important to talk about because even though for a lot of, you know, especially our clients, it might not resonate just yet. Yeah. But I think generally speaking, a lot of people don't realize that they could at some stage run out of super in the future. Yes. Yeah. We have this conversation with people approaching retirement of, Mm. okay, well, this is how much you have to live on. And it can be a bit of a startling conversation um, to sort of say, look, you're going to, you're going to run out around here and this is what this is going to mean for your lifestyle. Yeah. And there's also some potential misinformation that if you've just been putting money into super your whole working life, that you'll just keep receiving the same income that you received before. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about, I guess, the retirement process first. Yeah. Uh, because retirement is not an age. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are like, well, I can't retire until I'm 67 or mm-hmm. 65 or whatever, whatever the number. That, I see hear different numbers, yeah. but retirement is not really an age. You can retire anytime you want. Yeah, you, you technically can. But when people are saying I'm retiring 65 or 67, they're usually considering that's the time that the Centrelink age pension kicks in. Yes. Which is potential government benefits. So... But if you are in a good position or or you want to, you can actually retire earlier. Yeah. And we have a lot of clients that are retiring in their sort of early 60s, um, even sometimes as late as like as as early as late 50s. Yeah. I mean, you can go. There's people out there that are retiring in their 30s. So if you go really, really hard. But um, (laughs) for most people, it's sort of late 50s, early 60s sort of thing. Um, Let's say, for example, you retire in your early 60s, you're 62 and you decide to stop working. What happens? Okay. So first things first, you don't qualify for any Centrelink benefits at that age. Yes. Because Centrelink won't even look at you until you are 67. Yes. So that's the first part of the process. But from the age 60, you can get access to your superannuation fund. Yep. Right? Um, And typically, if you're going to be retiring at this age in the early 60s, the superannuation fund will be converted into what is called a pension account that can potentially pay you an income. Yep. Yeah. And you need to fund your lifestyle, I guess, until you reach that that um, age pension age of 67, the Centrelink one. Correct. Um, at which point you may become entitled for that as well. But it's not guaranteed. No. So let, <laughs> let's talk about super just really generally. So what is super? <laughs> so let's make it as simple as possible. 
It's almost a bank account that your employer puts a percentage of your income in every week so that future you, when you retire, have some money set aside, right? Yeah. Currently, it's 10.5% of your income goes into this, uh, air, air quotes, bank account. Now, it's not actually a bank account. It's invested for you. Yep. Um, but the concept is it is just building up money over time and slowly growing. Okay? Yes. Um, that's really the basic of it. Yeah. So, so when you do get access to it from 60 onwards, you just kind of have a big lump sum of money, much Correct. like if you had a big amount of money in your bank account, which you need to decide what you want to do with. Yeah. You might, you know, you have the ability to just pull it all out and mm-hmm. spend it if you want. Um, you have the ability to take a small amount out each fortnight sort of thing or every month to sort of fund your lifestyle. Like you have a lot of options with it. And the key is no one's going to tell you what to do with it. No. You need to make that call. Which is really daunting because there's so much restrictions around superannuation in the early years so prior to 60 you have to put money into it you can't access it there's all these bits and pieces and then all of a sudden if you decide to retire at 62 years old it's like what do you want to do with your super yeah and often we have seen people you know just go great i'm gonna pull it all out yes Yeah, there's kind of two ways people tend to go. So (laughs) you have the person that goes, oh, great, look at all this money and they'll pull it out and they'll go on trips and they'll buy cars and they'll kind of blow through it too quickly. Mm -hmm. And if you blow through it before you hit 67, you're going to go back to work, right? Like you're not not getting access to an age pension. Um, And then there are some other people who sort of are really afraid to spend anything uh, and actually underspend, you know, like they die with tons of super left over because they're terrified about the idea of it running out. And it's very hard to sort of map out um, what, like how much money you're going to need in retirement because you really don't know, you don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know what your medical costs are going to be. You don't know what your lifestyle costs are going to be. It's really quite daunting. Yeah, 100%. But I guess the, the concept of this is that you can run out of super. Um, and firstly, people don't necessarily realize that, but then the ramifications from there and how that filters down. So yes. I think we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So let, I guess let's talk about the Centrelink age pension, um, because when you are running out of super, that's when you start relying on the Centrelink age pension. So let's talk about, I guess, uh, first of all, whether you're entitled to a Centrelink age pension. Cool. So from the age 67, that's when you potentially are able to apply. So before that, like we said before, you can't actually apply. But when you do apply, Centrelink then look at your total asset base, right? So it's different depending on whether you own a home or you're in a couple or whatever. But let's just assume that for the everyday couple who owns a home, okay? So you and I in 30 odd years. (laughs) If our assets are more than $915,500, we won't qualify for any Centrelink age pension. Now, yes. part of those assets include whatever your total superannuation balances are, right? But it also includes other assets that people don't realize. Yes. So cars, yeah. caravans, mm. any investment properties, any cash that you have, any other investments are all part of that asset pool. And I think people don't realize that. Yes. Yeah. 915,000 sounds like quite a lot until you start going, okay, well, we've got, you know, 700 between our super funds. We've both got a car worth Mm $80,000. We've got a caravan worth it. Like it pretty quickly adds up. Um, So it's very likely that in those first few years, you're just not going to be entitled to any 
pension at any at Centrelink all. age pension at all. And yeah. again, you're going to have to keep relying on your superannuation to fund your lifestyle. And that's the point of superannuation to begin with, right? So yeah. Centrelink will say, no, sorry, you don't qualify for anything here. You need to rely on your asset pool. And typically that's superannuation. But they're also, you know, if you start running out of superannuation, there may be points where you need to sell some assets to help with your lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. And I think I see a lot of people um, underestimate how much they're going to spend in retirement. Mm. So, um, you know, a good way of kind of thinking about this is going, okay, well, how much do we earn? Yeah. Um, take away the tax. So how much are we receiving into our bank accounts? How much did we save last year? And whatever the op- whatever's left once you take away those savings is how much you're spending. Um, and, you know, for our average client, you know, they're spending 120 to 160 is a couple each. Yeah. Um, if you've got $500,000 in your superannuation, that money's going to be gone very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, so really exploring, I guess, how much you spend and whether that's something you can live on. Um, let's talk about, okay, so, so we talked about how much prevents you from having the age pension, but let's yeah. say you have less than $915,500 in assets as a, and again, it's different for every person. Yeah. Um, what happens then? Okay. So if you are age 67 and you've got under that asset level, total asset level, then you can potentially receive a partial aged pension. Yep. Okay. So there are, there are maximum amounts. We'll talk about that in a second, but you might qualify for a little bit of extra so that they go, well, we're going to give you some and you need to cover the rest. Yep. However, you need to apply for this. It's not just given to you. Yes. Right. So I've, um, I've certainly come across people before who didn't realize they qualified for age pension at all and put in an application and went, oh, I can actually get something. Essentially, I'm going to chase you down to pay your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's always worth knowing what your entitlements are and taking action on them as quick as mm-hmm. you can, preferably before you're, you're you know, able to access uh, the pension, right? Yep. Yep. Because worst thing they say is, no, you don't qualify this year. Okay. At least, you know, it starts the process. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, so essentially the partial pension, um, you will get increasing amounts, uh, based on how much you have in assets. And, and so it works all the way until you get down to $419,000 again for this homeowner couple where you're receiving the full pension. Yep. How much is the full pension for our homeowning couple? Okay. So homeowning couple, <laughs> have to be past 67 mind you receive $38,708.80 per year yes so this is very particular to this time and things may change in the future and you'll need to look it up and find out what it is but that is a startling figure well it's very different from the 120 that we talked about before yes um so living on $38,000 a year will be a very stark difference if you've gone from 120 yes yes it, the the concept of pensioners that are struggling to get by is a real thing yeah uh, pensioners really do struggle to meet their they just basic like basic um, payments of like electricity and rego and stuff like that on this sort of cost. So mm-hmm. living on a pension without any superannuation top up is really challenging. And preferably what you want is the ability to be able to top that up with that super to kind of bring you up to a more mm-hmm. reasonable living level. Yeah. Living on the pension alone is very, very challenging. Yeah, a hundred percent. And to be honest, the goal for most people should be to not qualify for the age pension because yes. it means you have a lot of money. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. I think you can get a little too carried away trying to to get access to the pension. Yeah. And in reality, it's like you really just want to fund as much as you can yourself. Yeah. Um, and when you're entitled, awesome, take it. Great. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, what happens if you run out of super? So let's say you're topping it up and you do run out of super. And I think we sort of touched on this before. What's the government do for you? Mm. <laughs> that just nothing (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to pause for dramatic effect but it doesn't come across in audio so well it's a very audio format we probably want to keep talking but um yeah it's it's brutal it like the government doesn't care and we see this all the time you know we don't we don't see this with our clients because fortunately we're hopefully working ahead and we've got money but there are pensioners out there that you know they run out of their superannuation and they're just struggling Mm -hmm. uh and the government doesn't really care so we need to make sure that we're setting ourselves up because no one's going to step in to no. help you. And that's why, like, you know, for us, we we look after people's superannuation. That's, that's our job. But we really encourage people to have an understanding of it because, like you said, once they get access and once we start looking at retirement, you, you need to make sure it lasts. Yeah. There's nothing sadder than seeing, you know, money that was blown early in retirement, buying cars, maybe gifting to children and then finding out that it's like you don't have enough. Mm. Um, And, you know, life expectancies are getting longer. The idea that you're living into your 90s is very, very reasonable Mm. these days. Um, So really just having as much money as possible really provides you with a lot of protection and and allows you to kind of live with dignity in those older years. Yeah. So if you do run out of super and you run out of assets and you're 100% an age pensioner, what options do you have then to help yourself? Okay, so there's, there's a couple of things. So, really, um, owning a home in superannual, uh, sorry, owning a home in retirement is really important. Yeah. Um, so many studies have been done that people who do not own homes in retirement struggle, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really just because our whole system is built around this idea that you own a home. It just doesn't really even factor in this idea that you could be renting. Um, So owning a home is really, really important. Um, And your home is excluded from that that asset test for Centrelink. So that's kind of amazing in that regard. Now, a great option that you have is that you can sell your house and you can downgrade, Mm -hmm. um, which is wonderful. It unlocks money. It gives you access to money. And that's just a really great way. You know, property's worth a lot. The thing is, I talk to a lot of people about downgrades and the downgrade is usually equal to or greater than what they live in. So the common thing is, you know, they have an inner city house. It's pretty big, you know, um, and what they want to do is they want to buy an apartment that overlooks the water on (laughs) Sunshine Coast or Gold Coast. And if you look at the price, it's nearly the same as how much they've spent. So So the size might be smaller from a downgrade (laughs) perspective, but the value is exactly the same. So there's no benefit here. When we say downgrade, we mean downgrade of cost. It's got absolutely nothing to do with size. So what we need to be doing is we need to be selecting a place which is significantly cheaper than the house you're living in. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you know, apartments are great for that and you can get a lot of bang for buck with an apartment Um, but just being aware it's like to free up money and you don't want to be downgrading three times in retirement or four times you know you don't want to be downgrading 50 grand at a time because you're going to be uh, experiencing sales costs um, stamp duty for buying the new place things Mm -hmm. like that so we just we want to do one big downgrade and that's hopefully it yeah 
Um, the other option is some things around sort of borrowing against our house. Yeah. So, so called reverse mortgages. Some people have heard of them and some people often come to me with that concept. Yeah. Um, they're still around. Yes. They're not very common and not always widely available. Yes. But essentially it's the concept of, well, it's a reverse mortgage, right? <laughs> the bank starts paying you money as they take ownership of your house loosely. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that they could just go get a normal loan like they previously did. No. And the bank won't allow you because, frankly, you just don't have the income to be paying back the loan, right? So you have to get this special loan called a reverse mortgage. And a reverse mortgage is essentially, you know, taking out a mortgage on your house uh, where the bank pays you a certain amount sort of thing for that. Um, and what it means is that you get to keep living in your house until you, you, you pass or, you know, you sell the house house or something like that um they're not great i think a lot of people think they're great mm. and they're not they're not good at all no um the percentages are so like in terms of how much money you get out of it versus the bank you know yeah. owning your house yeah is 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 not advantageous for you it's definitely advantageous for the bank and often people i find don't realize that that means that you can't pass that house on to your kids or yep. you know whatever so there's actually no inheritance which is fine like we're cool with no inheritance but you need to understand what it actually means and you can't borrow 100% of your house because no. the idea is there still needs to be some equity in there otherwise the bank's sort of losing out yeah um, there is also a like a Centrelink home equity access scheme um, and this is essentially a little bit like a reverse mortgage that's set up by the government mm -hmm. and the reason I guess they set this up is because the private sector like the banks aren't really doing reverse mortgages anymore they're not a popular product um, there's a couple but they're not really there um, the government program can be really helpful but again it's very, very limited on how much money you're getting out of your house. I wouldn't be planning to rely on it. No. Um, it is kind of something you do because you're a bit desperate to get some money. Um, but yeah, it's worth checking out and it can be helpful during these times. But just being aware, it's like you probably, your best bet is you're probably going to have to sell your house, which can be pretty confronting if, mm. you, if you really pictured your retirement living, living in the house. Um, but you can't, a lot of the time you just cannot afford to keep uh, like a, a bigger house if you're on just the age pension only. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely find that. And then probably like just to, just to make it a little bit sadder right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that's what I love doing, but what about if you don't have a house? Yes. Right? So yes, technically you receive a little bit higher age pension. You get right? rent assistance. Yeah. And you get rent assistance, right? But we know how expensive rents are. Yes. Like most of your age pension would go to rent. So yeah. it's a very difficult thing if you're retiring with no home. Yes. Yeah. And, and these, like if you're retiring without a home, you know, the kind of, and, and you don't have a lot in superannuation, you, you know, these are the people that sort of end up looking around caravan parks and, mm -hmm. and really low income places to yep. live. Um, you know, perhaps having roommates to try to to do that. So it gets really grim. And I guess the reason, you know, we want to put this out there is, you know, for a lot of our listeners, they're pretty young mm. and we can totally avoid any problems here and have a really great retirement yeah. um, with just taking a few steps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you are sort of approaching, you know, if you're one year away from accessing your super or, your, or if you're retiring and you just don't really have any money, um, you've got to make some pretty drastic calls pretty quickly. Yeah.
quickly. Yeah. And like you said, you know, we're working with, you know, the younger people who can make sure they've got more money in super and can buy and pay off a house before they retire. Yeah. Um, which, you know, some people seem adverse to the house buying thing, but the reason is, is that we want to prevent that 30 years from time. We always want to make sure you've got somewhere to live. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So why don't we just talk about, I guess, how we work with our clients that are approaching retirement and how we think about sort of putting together a plan for them. Yeah. So, um, as Ben said, retirement age is going to be completely different depending on you, your work, when you want to retire, how much money you have. And so when we're mapping it out, we're doing it based on that specific person's set of circumstances, their specific expenses, etc. So we want to figure out, all right, what does your life look like? How much does it cost? And what's a realistic drawdown rate from your superannuation so that one, you have enough to cover your life and you're pretty comfortable, yep. but that you're not going to run out and be living in the caravan park because that is our goal is that hopefully you're not living in the caravan park yeah so what we'll do is we'll actually go and map out okay well this is how much you spend this is how much you'll be spending in retirement and we'll map out okay well these are expected investment returns from your super so we're just going to pull this much the pension will kick in at this age and it's going to increase to this over this age like we'll map we'll go through and work out all these variables to work out what we call a safe withdrawal rate so the amount you can withdraw and be confident Mm -hmm. and each year what we'll do is we'll review this so you know we try to be pretty conservative in how we approach say investment returns and things like that but sometimes investments do better yeah and then if they do we can look review your safe withdrawal rate and go okay well it's actually a little higher than we expected Mm -hmm. let's start pulling a little more out and start living the life we want to live sort of thing yeah and it doesn't mean you have to spend the money you can leave it in there if you want but Mm -hmm. i want to give my clients the options to do as much as they, they possibly can um, where this is really valuable too is, is a lot of retirees are concerned about the idea of pulling out too much mm. and having a financial advisor can be really great to have that third party to go okay you can pull this amount out and you do not need to be worried that you're going to run out yeah um, yeah it can be super valuable yeah I mean of course we think we are super valuable <laughs> so <laughs> Um, You know, and and again, some people choose not to get financial advice and that's awesome. Mm. But I would be encouraging everyone to really be mapping this out for themselves, going through and figuring out, okay, what is my safe withdrawal rate? What is my expected returns? How much are my lifestyle expenses? Mm. Tracking them every year. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of work. And, and, you know, like why why this is important, like we said, is you want to be comfortable in your older years because it's not like when you're 85, it's easy to go back to work. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So um, this is why we're so passionate about this for younger people as well, because we know that we want them to be comfortable and live their lifestyle now right yeah so if i was to summarize it's super is for most people is just a set amount that you've saved and if you don't save enough you're not going to have enough Mm -hmm. the government's not going to step in the age pension is helpful but not going to save you if you Mm -hmm. don't have enough uh have a house if you can that's paid off (laughs) and you are responsible for managing your super once you once you access it nobody's going to stop you from taking too much or too little yeah so let's let's always have a great plan awesome well i think that was a good one um Anything you want to add before we finish up? No, we d- we are cheery about it, even though it's a, <laughs> a somewhat daunting topic. But really, just like having the information can help you to make it a good experience, not a bad one. Yeah, retirement is a, is this new stage of your life, right? Like I said, you know, you could retire at sixty and live to ninety. That's 
30 years. Mm -hmm. The things you can achieve in retirement are astronomical. So we just want to set you up to just, you know, succeed. And enjoy it. Awesome. All right. Until next time, guys. See you later. Bye.